part four chapter fifteen c of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four chapter fifteen c but here the work is done and all go to the edifice let us again go into the hall let us see how they will dine says the elder sister they enter the very largest of the mighty halls half of it is occupied with tables the tables are already laid how many of them there are how many people are going to dine here yes a thousand or more not all are for those who please dine privately the old women the old men and the children who did not go out into the field got all this ready to cook the meals to keep the house in order to clean the rooms this is very easy work for other hands says the other sister those who are not able to do anything else must do this what magnificent dishes all of aluminum and glass on the middle aisle are vases of flowers the dishes are already on the table the working men have come all sit down at the table both they and those who got ready the dinner but who will be the waiters when at dinner time why there are only five courses those which must be kept hot are placed where they will not get cold you see these recesses these are pans filled with boiling water says the elder sister you live comfortably you like a good table do you often have such a dinner as this several times a year this is an everyday dinner with these people whoever pleases has a better one with whatever he may prefer but then a different account is kept and whoever does not ask for anything beyond what the rest have no special account is kept and all is arranged this way all which the whole company can afford to enjoy is given without special accounts but for every special thing or luxury a special account is kept are these really our people is this really our country i heard their song they speak russian yes you see not far from here is a river it is the oka these people belong to us for when i am with you i am a russian did you bring about all this all this was done for my sake and i gave the inspiration for the accomplishment of it i inspired the completion of it but she my older sister is doing this she is a worker but i only enjoy the fruits of her work and will all people live this way yes replied the elder sister for all an everlasting spring and summer an everlasting joy but we have shown you only the end of my half-day the work in the beginning of their indoor life now we see them in the evening a little later nine the flowers have wilted and the leaves begin to fall from the trees the picture grows gloomy it would be too melancholy to look upon here it would be gloomy to live says the elder sister i do not like it the halls are deserted there is no one in the fields says the elder sister i have arranged this according to my sister the tsaritsa's desire is the palace really deserted yes it is cold and damp here here out of two thousand people only ten or twenty of those originals for whom it seemed a pleasant variety to remain here for the present in this solitude in seclusion to look at the northern autumn after some time during the winter there will be constant change small parties will come lovers of winter sports to spend several days here in winter fashion but where are they now everywhere that is warm and comfortable says the elder sister 
in summer when there is much work here and it is pleasant many different guests come here from the south we were in the house when the whole company consisted of guests like you but a good many houses are built for the guests in other places and the guests belonging to different nations and the housekeepers live together each one selecting the company which best pleases him but while taking a good many guests in summer as helpers in the work you yourself during seven or eight bad months of your year leave for the south wherever you please but you have in the south a special portion where the main portion of you live that part is called new russia is that odessa and kherson that is in your time but behold where the new russia is mountains clad in gardens amid the mountains narrow ravines wide valleys these mountains used to be naked crags says the elder sister now they are covered with a thick layer of earth and often amid the garden grow copses of lofty trees beneath which on the damp hollows are plantations of coffee trees higher up date palms fig trees vineyards mingled with plantations of sugar-cane in the fields grow wheat but there is more of rice what land is this let us for a moment rise a little higher and you will see that it is boundless far to the northwest are wide rivers which unite and flow towards those eastern and southern places from which vera pavlovna is looking further in that same southeasterly direction she sees long wide bays on the south the land stretches far away between these bays and the long narrow sea which forms its western boundary between the narrow bays and the sea which opens out towards the west is a narrow isthmus but we are in the centre of the desert says the astonished vira pavlovna yes the centre of what used to be a desert but now as you see everything has been changed all the space from the green river on the northeast has been turned into a fertile land just as it was in olden times and again it has become that zone extending to the north which in olden times was said to overflow with milk and honey we are not very far as you see from the southern boundary of the cultivated land the mountainous part of the peninsula remains as yet a sandy fruitless steppe such as in your day the whole peninsula used to be every year the people you russians are pushing away the boundary of the desert to the south others are working in other lands all have sufficient room and enough to do to live comfortably and abundantly yes from the great northeastern rivers all the region towards the south till you come to the great peninsula is green and full of flowers over the whole region stand built grand palaces as in the north three versts apart like numberless great chessmen on a mighty chessboard let us descend to one of them says the elder sister the same kind of grand crystal house but its columns are white they are made of aluminum says the elder sister because it is hot here and white becomes less heated in the sun it is somewhat dearer than cast iron but it is better suited to the climate but besides they have devised this plan at a long distance around the crystal palace are placed rows of lofty thin pillars and upon them high over the palace over the whole dvor and for half a verst around it it is stretched a white awning it is kept ever moistened with water says the elder sister you see from every column a little fountain rises higher than the awning and scatters its drops around and therefore it is comfortable to live here for the varying temperature to suit themselves but who likes heat and the bright southern sun 
You see at a distance there are tents and pavilions. Every one can live as he pleases. I lead the world, and I work with no other end in view. So these cities remain for those who like cities? Such people are few. There are less towns than before, almost only those which on the best harbors are needed as centers of communication, and the interchange of commodities with other centers of exchange. But these cities are larger and more beautiful than the former. People go there sometimes for recreation. The greater part of the inhabitants are all the time changing, and they remain there for work but a short time. But who wants to live there constantly? They live just as you do in your Petersburgs, Parises, Londons. Whose affair is that? Who is to interfere? Let everybody live as he pleases. But the greatest majority, ninety-nine out of every hundred, live just as I and my sister have showed you, because it is more pleasant and more profitable to them. But go into the palace. It is quite late. It is time to see them. But no, first, I want to know how this happened. What? that a fruitless desert became a most fruitful land where almost all of us spend two-thirds of our year how this happened is there anything miraculous in it this happened not in the course of one year not in ten they have been bringing it about gradually they brought clay from northeast from the shores of the great river from the northwest from the shores of the great sea they possess a great number of such powerful machines the clay solidified the sand they constructed canals they arranged for irrigation verdure made its appearance the atmosphere became more moist the work went forward step by step for many versts but sometimes only a verst a year just as they are going towards the south is there anything miraculous in this they only became intelligent they used for their own advancement a great many powers and expedients which had been expended before without utility or directly for their injury it is not in vain that i am laboring and teaching it was only hard for people to learn what was useful they were in your time such savages such ruffians such barbarians such idiots but i kept on teaching them teaching them and as soon as they began to comprehend then it was not hard to fulfil my teachings i demand nothing difficult you know it you are doing some for my sake and my method even now is it difficult no of course not remember your shop your sewing union did you have great means did you have more than others no what means did we have and yet your seamstresses have tenfold more conveniences twentyfold more happiness in life and they experience a hundredfold less unpleasantness than others with such small means as you had you yourself have proved that even in your time people can live very comfortably it is only necessary to be reasonable to make a good start to know how to use your means to the best advantage yes yes i know it now go and see a little more carefully how these people are living some time after they began to understand what you understood long ago ten they enter a house again the same sort of enormous magnificent parlors a party is in progress full of gaiety and joy it is three hours since sunset it is the very tide of joy how bright the parlor is lighted with what no candelabra are to be seen anywhere nor gas jets ah it is from here in the rotunda of the hall is a great pane through which the light falls of course it must be such just like sunlight white bright and soft this is the electric light 
there are a thousand people in the hall but there is room enough for thrice as many and there are thrice as many when they have company says the radiant one and sometimes even more what is it is it not a ball is it a mere everyday gathering certainly at the present day this would have been a court ball so bright so magnificent are the costumes of the women yes it is other times as you can see by the cut of the dresses there are some ladies in the dress of our time but it is evident that they wear them for variety's sake as a joke yes they are masquerading making sport of this kind of dress others wear most varied costumes of different eastern and southern cuts but all of them are more graceful than ours but the predominating costume seems like the one worn by the grecian women during the artistic age of athens very easy and comfortable and the men also wear wide and flowing garments without waists something like mantles or cloaks evidently their everyday house dress but how tasteful and beautiful this dress how soft and exquisitely it outlines the form how it adds to the grace of the motions and what an orchestra there are more than a hundred musicians both men and women but above all what a choir no in all europe in your day there were not ten such voices as you find here by the hundred and in every other house it is the same but the style of life is very different from that of old it is very healthy and at the same time very elegant and therefore the chest becomes broader and the voice better says the radiant tsaritsa but the people in the orchestra and in the choir are constantly changing some leave and others take their place some go to dance and some from among the dancers release them this evening is an everyday ordinary evening they dance and enjoy themselves every evening in this way but did i ever see such energetic joy and how can their joy help having an energy unknown to ours they work well in the morning whoever has not worked enough does not give his nervous system the zest and so cannot feel the fullness of the enjoyment and even now the happiness of the common people if by chance they succeed in living happy is more intense keen and fresh than ours but the chances for our common people to be happy are very poor but here the means of happiness are richer than for us and the happiness of our common people is disturbed by the remembrance of the inconveniences and deprivations misfortunes and sufferings in the past and by the anticipation of similar things to come their happiness is a transitory forgetfulness of want and woe but can want and woe be absolutely forgotten do not the sands of the desert spread do not the miasmas of the swamp bring contagion upon the small plan of the good land which may have good air between the desert and the swamp but here there are no remembrances no dangers of want and woe there are only remembrances of free labor with full satisfaction of abundance of good and of enjoyment here the expectations of the time to come are the same what a comparison and again the nerves only of our working people are strong and therefore they are able to endure a great deal of enjoyment but they are coarse obtuse but here the nerves are strong as those of our labourers and developed susceptible just as with us the preparation for enjoyment a healthy keen thirst for it such as none of our day have such as is given only by perfection and physical labour are combined in people here with all the delicacy of sense such as we have they have all our mental culture together with the physical development of our strong working people it is comprehensible that their enjoyment and their pleasure that their passion 
are more lively keener wider and sweeter than with us happy people no people now do not know what enjoyment means because as yet there is no sort of life adapted to it and there are no such people only such people can be fully happy and know all the glory of enjoyment how they flourish in health and strength how slender and graceful they are how full of energy and expression are their features all of them are joyous and beautiful men and women living free lives of labor and enjoyment happy are they happy are they with a joyous noise half of them meet together in the mighty hall but where are the other half where are the others asked the radiant tsaritsa they are everywhere some of them are in the theatre some are actors some are musicians others are spectators just as it may please them some of them are scattered in the lecture halls museums or in the libraries some of them are in the alleys of the garden some in their rooms or are taking rest in seclusion or are with their children but more more than all and this is my secret this is my kingdom here everything is for me labor the readiness for enjoyment of feelings and strength for me enjoyment is the readiness for me and rest after me here i am the aim of life here i am the whole of life eleven in my sister the tsaritsa lies the loftiest enjoyment of life says the oldest sister but you shall see that every happiness here is suited to every one's special faculty all live here in the way that it is best for each to live there is a full volition a free volition for every one here what you have been shown here will not soon reach its full development as you have just seen it a good many generations will pass before your presentiment of it will be realized no not many generations my work is now advancing rapidly more rapidly with every year but still you will never see the full sway of my sister at least you have seen it you know the future it is bright it is beautiful tell everybody here is what is to be the future is bright and beautiful love it seek to reach it work for it bring it nearer to men transfer from it into the present whatever you may be able to transfer your life will be bright beautiful rich with happiness and enjoyment in proportion as you are able to transfer into it the things of the future strive to reach it work for it bring it nearer to man transfer from it into the present all that you are able to transfer footnote comment on this epic vision is hardly necessary but those who object to idealized socialism as presented by Chernyshevsky, must be both enchained by selfishness and the slaves of antichrist only he who is selfish can wish that the best that he wishes for should not be shared by all the world and how many millions and billions of dollars how many lives of labor and sadness are wasted every year because each family and each man and woman is trying vainly by himself to do what ought to be done better more easily and more happily by systematic union the great corporations which pour useless wealth into the hordes of the few monopolists who control them the great bazaars which are now seen in all our cities point to what in the future will be the physical salvation of the world the great hotels and flats are but the practical realization of the homes of the men and women of the future but is chernyshevsky after all such a rabid radical is not his ideal what all men want when they pray for the coming of the kingdom of heaven not the republic of heaven by the way 
End of Part 4, Chapter 15 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine